I need to start here. A few days ago, the Lord brought me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Ooh-wee. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, glory, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself. I need all of y'all focused. And in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself. If he does not judge the body rightly. I have seen denominations say that this scripture meant that if you weren't a member of a church, you can't take communion. I've heard them say, if you haven't been baptized, you couldn't take communion. And I said, Lord, what's going on here? Why would Paul tell Corinth on this communion day that there are certain people, he doesn't tell them not to take it. He said, judge yourself before you approach this table. Because watch this, you need the table. I know I grew up in a tradition where we minimized the table. It was a memorial, not a moment. We need the table. We need the supernatural manifestation of God within us. Y'all, I'm teaching on the Holy Ghost. I'm teaching on the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Until we not understand that when we walk around today and take this communion, we are taking him within us. And so I said, okay, God, what do you mean unworthy? He says, tell the people, don't approach this table if you know it's some stuff you ain't got right. Don't approach the altar. When you know you got unforgiveness in your heart. Oh, y'all pay attention. He said your giving won't even work. If you come to the altar and there see that you have an alt with your brother. He says, don't not give your gift. Leave your gift at the altar and go back and get it right with your brother. There are people here today. Still mad. Still, you talking about I'm done with it. But if you was really done with it, your behavior would manifest being done with it. Now I'm going to read, because see, we normally stop there. Lord, I'm going to get to this text. Y'all just walk with me. Look at verse 30, just in case y'all think I'm making stuff up. For this reason, many... Huh, among you 
are what? For this reason, because you keep coming to the table, but not getting your heart right before you come up here. He said, that's the reason many of you are weak and sick. He goes further. And a number sleep. In other words, some folk died over it. That's what Paul said. But if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. If you looked at yourself and said, you know what, Lord? I'm a mess. If you set your happy self down, and you sitting here, and you go, mm, I'm toe up. Now you approach the table correctly. It doesn't say if you toe up, don't approach the table. It says, recognize when you approach this table that you toe up. That way you can get what you need from the table. Because everything to change you is at the... We was turning people away from the table when we should have told them, just be honest. Don't come to the doctor complaining about your foot when it's really your head. You didn't come up here and whatever is going on today, tell the truth that you may be healed at the table. Bishop, it's just, it's just crackers and wine. That's the problem. That's the problem. This ain't just crackers and wine. This ain't a memorial. It's a moment. Something supernatural happens when you come to the table and say, Lord, I came to meet you today. I came to meet you. So as I teach this message today, whatever's going on, somebody be honest. This is fourth week. We're talking about posture. How do I see it? We're singing songs about signs and wonders. How do I see it? Y'all might not be able to hear me, but every time the praise team get to singing a song, I'm telling them, y'all believe it. See, because I preach to them while they singing. Y'all might not be able to hear me, but I'm telling them, don't say nothing you don't believe. Because I don't need no fluff coming from the desk. So, if you're going to say you're the God of miracles, team, y'all believe it. Because there's people out here that need us to believe what we say. Help me, Holy Ghost. The church uh, has been full of hypocritical voices who say one thing, believe another, and do something else. But I wish I had somebody in here that believes, God, you can do it. Now, fourth week. Lord, I only gave y'all three postures. I did. 
Here are my notes right here. I said we was going to deal with purity, patience, and obedience. Here we are. Still on purity. Last time, you said, I heard you. The overseer said, it's necessary. I heard you. I gave you two, listen, ingredients. Two steps. To overcome the roadblock called the flesh. Two steps. First step dealt with last week, desire. Say desire. God is not going to force himself upon us. Y'all hear me? I got a hunger and thirst for God. I got to have a passion for God. I'm talking about God got to be like your heir. Lord, if you don't do it, hello somebody. God got to be your daily bread. Now, nah, for real, God, if you don't show up, huh? If you don't show up, I'm about to act up. Amen? But the second step is action. This is where we'll dig today. I need to give you a preamble, if you will, to our text. A preamble, because the Bible says, if you are willing and what? That's the action. Willing is desire. Obedient is action. Some of us who say we're waiting on the Lord are doing no such thing. Because waiting is not lazy. Waiting is active. So I need to give you a preamble. James 2. It's a preamble. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can the faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and need a daily food, one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed, be filled, while I film it on Instagram, and yet do not give them what is necessary for their body. What use is that? Even so faith, if it has no what? Come on, wake up. If it has no what? Is what? Being what? Being by itself. But someone may well say, you have faith. I have works. Show me your faith without the works. I'll show you my faith by my works. I love the way James says it. Keep talking about all that you got. I'll keep showing you. Let me tell you something. It's not hard to talk a good game. Everybody talk a good game till you have to put that thing in action. 
Huh? And many of us, this is show me season. The season we in, some of us in this room right now, you've been talking churchy a long time. God is like, now let's see. All that churchy you've been talking. All that, ooh, God, all that jerking and snatching you've been doing. Huh? All that. All them faces you've been making. Now let's see how you put that into practice when you got to pray for your neighbor. When you got to travail for your children. Huh? I was teasing little Nolan today. And I told him, because listen, Brittany, no, Daphne calls little Caleb the curse breaker. That's what she called him. I was teasing little Nolan, and the Holy Ghost said, watch this, Nolan is a part of the curse-breaking class. Y'all missed it. We literally, some of y'all was with me in March of last year when we start praying this prayer. Come on now. Literally in a year's time, God done birthed a whole class of curse breakers. Hold on before you shout. Because you got to parent them. See, Ganey, that's the part they didn't like. You got to parent. When God give you a gift, that gift got a cost. Why am I going through this? Why is this happening in my life? Why is this? Why is this coming against me? Why is this? Do you not know that if you know we a curse breaker, if you know she a curse breaker, what you think the devil know? And watch this. The class of curse breakers is still being born. We got a few that's still pregnant right now. means that when God gives you something you got work to do in order to see what God said on them and some of us is too petty and mean and nasty and cantankerous amen make sure you got all that on your list before you come to the table today some of y'all need to approach the table with a note You believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe. <laughs> oh, you believe in God. That's great. So did the devil. Watch this. But are you willing? But that believing, that, that faith part, he said, that's great. The devil know what God can do. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Amen. So today, this action step is twofold. Twofold. Number one, I must recognize where I stand with God and accept it. 
That's number one. It's a two-parter. Recognize where I stand with God and accept it. Recognize where I stand with God and accept it. Number two. You need it again? Recognize where I stand with God and accept it. You got it? Two. Submit yourself to the leading of the one who maintains your soul. Submit yourself to the leading of the one who maintains your soul. Again, submit yourself to the leading of the one who maintains your soul. So number one, recognize where I stand and accept it. Say accept it. Stop realizing I'm here and telling everybody you there. Hello? Submit yourself to the leading of the one who maintains your soul. Now we can get to our Romans text. That's on your page, right? Is that right? Y'all should have Romans chapter 8. Is that on your page? No? Poor thing. Lift her up. Mufasa. Mufasa. Present her to the Lord. <laughs> Curse breaker had to go out. <laughs> Let's dig in. Romans 8. We're going to take it a verse at a time. I'll deal with five through nine, verse at a time. Verse five, for those who, what's the next word? I want you to underline those who are. Those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are, underline those three words again, those who are according to the Spirit. The things of the Spirit. Again, for those who are. Y'all see that? Anytime, listen to me, we allow the flesh to have control over any area of our life. We open ourselves up to the control and the character of the flesh in total. Remember what Romans 6, 16 says, you are slave to what you obey. If I allow the flesh to enter any area, the flesh affects every area. I say it again. If I let the flesh enter any area, the flesh will affect every area. Y'all hear me? Don't play with this devil. Because here's what the devil does. A little leaven. A little fox. 
Here's what I found. Watch this. I can be dabbling over here, but the manifestation of that dabble will show up over there. Why am I having trouble on my job? I'm showing up to work on time. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but stuff ain't working. Tell you why stuff ain't working, because you got live flesh somewhere else. The flesh is not confined to the door you let it in. Rodents don't come in one door and just stay in the threshold. Once the rodent comes in your house, it wants to go all over the house. When the squirrel dropped through my chimney, as soon as he got out the fireplace, that joker was running. Y'all, y'all, y'all not in here. He was running up the curtains, round the curtain rods, all through the living room, in the kitchen, out the kitchen, all down through the hallway, in the bedroom, over the bed, down the bed, up underneath the bed, back. He and the, the trapper was busy. That trapper was running all over my house trying to catch what came in through one door. The trapper didn't stand there at the, you know, the chimney and go, well, guess he'll come back because he in here. Which means, watch, you can be dealing with a sin that is unrelated to the area that is on fire in your life. This is why you got to ask God, what's the source of this drama? Come on, brothers. Oh, man. I didn't want to say this, but I keep hearing God in my spirit. Now, listen to me. You trying to figure out why stuff ain't, ain't right with your wife and your children? You're like, I treat her right and this, and I take care of the kids and that. But the closet sin of pornography. See, I'm talking to somebody. I'm going to keep looking up that way. The closet sin of pornography will affect every area of your house. Where you get that from? Because somebody in here dealing with it. Because that's what the Holy Ghost said. You trying to figure out why you can't get things right with your wife? Because that closet sin of pornography that you think you handling by yourself is wrecking the areas that you can see. Come right back on up here. Hello, somebody. Women, same way. Because listen, a woman don't need images to have the same pornographic impulse as a man. Some of the turmoil that you're going, listen, listen. Some of the turmoil you're going through is because, watch this, you have pornographic impulses that you're hiding in plain sight. I don't understand. 
You can scroll through social media while you admire somebody else's relationship. Fall in love with something that ain't yours. Superimpose what you want on your own relationship. Bring that home. Get mad at who God gave you because they not who you don't have. Now you want your gift to be like somebody else's gift, but your journey is not somebody else's journey. What you need, what you need to do, men and women, is go ahead and be grateful over the little gift you got. That's all right. Oh, I got notes. So when he says those you who are, watch this. Let's go to the next verse. That's right. Call him. For the mind set on the flesh is what? But the mind set on the spirit is life and what? Now see, y'all missed a good place right there to say, thank you, Jesus. Watch this. Bishop, I just want to know how to fix it. I just want to know how to fix it. Just tell me how to fix it. I'm sick of it. Fix it. Okay. Romans 12. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your for the mindset on the flesh is death. But the mindset on the spirit is life, not brain. When the scripture talks about your mind, it's talking about your soul, which includes the mind. Mind, will, emotions, intellect, imagination. In other words, when my soul or my character is fleshly, I can only manifest death. But when my soul or my character is spiritual, I manifest life and peace. Listen to what I'm about to say to you. Listen. The spirit does not manifest the things of the flesh. But the flesh cannot manifest the things of the spirit. Did y'all hear what I just said? Let me slow it again. The spirit does not manifest the things of the flesh. But the flesh cannot manifest the things of the spirit. I don't understand why that's important. I'll tell you why. If the flesh is in your life, some of the stuff you're praying for, you can't even have. Because when the flesh is present, you can't get spiritual things. What about grace? Shall you continue in sin? That grace may abound? Some of you think that because grace is present, God is pleased. Oh. The presence of grace does not mean you in God's will. Somebody caught that. The presence of grace and mercy does not mean that you are in God's will. Look, the mindset. The mindset. I want you to ask yourself this question. Where am I focusing? Where am I focusing? Oh, it's about to get a little sticky. Okay. You ever had a conversation with somebody and in the midst of that conversation, you say, why do you always tell me all the bad stuff? 
you feel some type of way because you feel like the person you're talking to is focused on the negative instead of the positive. Because the thing that hurts often gains control of the mouth. The reason they cannot highlight the positive is because the positive is not causing them any pain. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the reason that you're only hearing the negative is because that's what their heart is overflowing with. If you just tell me some of the things I do right, no, 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 you're missing it. What you want them to do is you want them to highlight the quiet things and then de-escalate the loud things as if by me telling you that you did something good for me 10 years ago, it overshadows the wrong you've been doing for the other 10 years. Oh, we going to teach today. See, the issue when you're going back and forth like that is you are highlighting the fact, watch this, a double-minded man is what? And how many? If you want people to highlight the positive, don't give them no negative to highlight. Make your negative so distant that they can't even see it. Now, say mindset. So Paul is saying where you focus, where you focus is what you will become. He actually speaks a little bit differently, deeper than that. I'm going to show it to you in another translation, but watch this. When you have live flesh, write this down, Flesh overtakes sight. Write that down. Flesh overtakes sight. Y'all got it? Flesh overtakes sight. When the flesh is alive in my life, I can only see through the flesh. Did y'all hear what I just said? My whole sight picture. Everything changes when my flesh is rose up. Look at, how the, look at how the net translation does it. This is the NET. For those who live according to the flesh have their outlook shaped by the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit have their outlook shaped by the things of the... Do y'all see that? If I'm living by the flesh, my outlook is shaped. Everything I see, I think fleshly, I speak fleshly, I'll dress fleshly, I do fleshly things because, watch this, the doorway that I left open to the flesh has literally changed who I am. I can't even think right. Even when I want to do right, Romans 7, I find myself doing wrong. Even when I want to say the right thing, I find myself saying the wrong thing. When I want to reconcile, I still don't reconcile. I can make my mind up that I'm going to let it go, and I still ain't going to let it go. Even if I tell you I let it go in your face, you know why? Because my entire outlook is shaped by the flesh. Everything about me, I see fleshly. Everything. 
This doesn't mean that I only focus on fleshly things. It's bigger than that. I become flesh. I'm a slave to what I obey. Let me give it to you another way. If I gave everybody in here glasses and I put red lenses in the glasses, everything you look at is going to be what? Hear me? Everything you look at is going to be what? You have a red tinge to everything. Why? Because I got red lenses on. That's simple, Bishop. No, 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 no. Let's go further. If you got flesh, and the flesh becomes your lens, everything you look at is flesh. Everything. You get an increase on your job, you're not thinking about sewing because the flesh don't sew. The flesh don't sew. The flesh don't do that. Hello? Somebody do something good for you? Somebody do something nice? The flesh don't appreciate that because the flesh is looking for motive. Why you do that? Because the flesh doesn't see the good. See, love is patient. Love is kind. Love don't keep score. The flesh does. The flesh keeps score. The flesh don't believe in change. The flesh protects itself. Does not believe that God is its protector. The flesh look at you and say, no matter what you do. And then watch this. Now we're in a back and forth. Come on, husbands and wives. You in this back and forth. You mad? Five years from now, he do something nice, but the flesh was still on you. So you look at that and go, what you give me that for? You done messed up again? Oh, y'all don't want to be in here. Yeah, I know you done done something. And so watch this. His response is, bet you I won't do nothing else. Then your response is, fine, you wasn't no good, no way. I'm only in this old stinking, ugly marriage because I don't know how to get out right now. <laughs> don't buy me nothing. Don't want nothing for you. Now look, let's look at the wrong of both parties. Y'all not in the wrong. So he did wrong. Point for him. Wrong on his part. Time passes. He tries to be nice. You don't receive that. Point to you. Ladies. On the scorecard, we won one. Then he says, fine. Bet you won't do nothing else. Point to him. To the one. Because no matter how she acts, your job, brother, is to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave it. I ain't getting to nothing else. Because listen, let me tell you something. You got to outlast the flesh that you see in her. Maybe if you changed her prescription. 
Oh, don't sit down because you got to change his too. Y'all not in here. See, both of y'all need to work on each other's eyes because the flesh will give you a cataract. See, what happens in prayer is both of y'all say, lay down, baby, and let me get the stuff off of your eyes because if we don't, we got children we messing up. If we don't, we can't worship. Bishop, why you preach about marriage so much? Because the church is made up of married people, gonna be married people, people who was married, and kids is acting a fool because married people can't get it right. At some point, somebody need to grow up. I said grow up. At some point, somebody needs to say, you stop arguing and give me to your hands and let's pray your nasty self. Pray. Let's pray. If you don't think I can get a prayer through and you can, you start. Why in the world am I willing to sacrifice my children because of my ego? Why in the world am I willing to tear up my kids? Because I ain't got enough ego to recognize that God forgave me, that God fixed me, that God delivered me, that God... I wasn't trying to even do that. Y'all play too much. Outlook of the flesh is what? Outlook of the spirit is what? Let's look at verse 7. I just need somebody to shout, grow up. I'm trying to tell you. Bishop, I... I don't feel good about that. Okay. I'll give it to you in the Bible text. Let me tell you. Here's how Paul would say it. Let us move on to maturity. Is that better? Does that feel better? Let us move on to maturity. That feel better? My version. Grow up. Got these kids out here thinking all kind of crazy stuff. We got more children in counseling. Somebody help me today. While their parents is off gallivanting. Huh? You got eyelashes so big you can't put your glasses on. Nails so long you can't comb your own hair. Weave to your ankles. Your kid don't even know they two plus twos. You ain't never took them to school. And you got them in 12 counseling appointments. And you trying to figure out, I don't know what's wrong. Blinking your eyes. <laughs> Brother, you spending $400 a week on whey protein and gym memberships. You swole, but your kid can't read. 
Okay. Okay. Here's verse 7. Because I know y'all want me to shut up. No. Because the mind set on the flesh is what? Bishop, why won't you get off of this? Because if I'm God's representative and you being hostile to my boss. Okay, I'll give it to you another way. The church is the bride of Christ. My job is to make sure that the bride gets down the aisle. I am not the bride's husband, but I am the bride's bodyguard. Look, somebody say something to Jamila, y'all better pray. Straight up. Just go ahead and start praying there. Father, in the name of Jesus, help him. Help me. Help him, Jesus. Help him. Help him, Holy Ghost. This the way I feel. When I know you received the word, but then I scroll through your social media and can't tell. The mindset on the flesh is hostile. Look, 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 just in case you don't want to change. It does not subject itself to the law of God. It is not even able to do so. If I allow the flesh to have control, I become incapable of doing God's will. I can't do it. I can't do right. I'm stuck in Romans 7. I'm stuck. Want to do right but can't. Do y'all understand how difficult a life that is? This morning, as I was talking to my wife about this word, she said, you know something? That means you either in or you out. She said, there is no such thing as kinda. Preach, babe. Either the spirit has control or the flesh. Oh, you want some Bible? I would that you would be hot or cold, not lukewarm. I spew you out of my mouth. But what the church has done is we've allowed people to be kinder. And we put labels on it like working on it. How in the world can you say with clear conscience the flesh is active in five areas, but I got two where the spirit got me? Without submission to God's will, you at odds with God. Without submission to God's will, you're at odds with God. Two, without submission to God's will, you got to do stuff, watch this, in your own strength. Without submission to God's will, number one, you at odds with God. Number two, without submission to God's will, you have to do things in your own strength. Yeah. 
asked this morning, how many of you have said it's hard? It's not supposed to be. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. If it feels hard, somewhere there is flesh. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? If you say, this is hard, somewhere you got some live flesh. When the spirit is fully in control, there is no difficulty to God's plan. The Holy Ghost never struggles with the will of God. The Holy Ghost never takes God's will and goes, Ooh, this is a rough one. Three, without submission to the will of God, you are unable to eat the good of the land. You are unable to eat the good of the land. So one, without submission to the will of God, I'm at odds with God. Two, without submission to the will of God, I have to attempt progress in my own strength. Three, without submission to the will of God, I am unable to eat the good of the land. Bishop, tell me the solution. We got to go to the Amplified for that. Same text. I'll read it. Y'all ready? Get sticky. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit and are controlled by the desires of the spirit set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. I want y'all to be honest. Am I seeking things that gratify God or am I seeking things that gratify me? I'm trying. If I'm seeking things that gratify me, that's flesh. Because when the spirit has control, the spirit believes that God will gratify me. Huh? You caught that. See, when the spirit is in control, the spirit says, I don't have to worry about me. God got me. I've got to make sure I'm seeking what he wants. If you think you got to protect you, you don't have faith. Huh? Oh, you want some Bible. Why do you think about what you shall eat? Or what you shall drink? Or what you shall put on? He said the Gentiles. That Gentiles means unbelievers. They worry about all these things. But see ye first. Oh, you want some more scripture? Be anxious for nothing. But in everything. Come on, the Bible just does it. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request be made known unto the Lord. Huh? This is what the Bible says. Okay, let's keep going. I'm trying to get y'all to this solution. Now the mind of the flesh, watch this, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. That amplified wears you out. 
the mind of the flesh. What is that? Sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. Did y'all see that? When the flesh got me, I'm doing stuff with no Holy Ghost. This is not wise. What is that? Sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. Death. Watch this. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. Come on, amplify. But the mind of the Holy Spirit, man, I feel like running. The mind of the Holy Spirit is life and what? And soul peace. Life? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. There's a difference between body peace and soul peace. I'm talking about when you got soul peace. I mean, come with me. See, I wish somebody in here could testify what soul peace will do. Folk just acting a fool all around you, you like... Weather change, money change, car running, not running. Don't make you no difference. I got soul peace. The Bible says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and my soul knows it right well. See, you got to recognize who God made you in your soul, not your head. Because somebody might be able to change what's in your head. But once you got peace in your soul... Where's that come from, Bishop? Where that type of peace? Look, the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me I ain't got to wait till heaven to get soul peace? Come on, let me kill that whole teaching. You know, integrate by and by. One day, you know, when, you, when, you, when your bed done become your cooling board and you done had a winding chain and we're going to study war no more, and everybody going to get their golden slippers and your crown and your long white robe, then, then you can be happy. That ain't what the Bible say. The Bible said if the Holy Ghost is in me, I got soul peace. I got now and forever. Keep going. That is, watch this, because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God. Look, for it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. I'm about to give it to you another way just so you can hear what I'm saying. If the flesh is active in your life, this is going to sound harsh, but it's true. If the flesh is active in your life, you are carnal. I know he didn't call me carnal. I didn't. The Bible did. You're carnal. And what you will find out, watch this. I'm not going to get to it today because I ain't got enough time. I'm going to read the rest of this and I'm going to pray. I got to read the rest of this though because I'm going to pray in a second. Let me help you understand something. If you're carnal, you can't even understand the Bible. 
Y'all wonder why I'm moving so slow. Because God, God said, hold on, walk them slow. It's folk that want to cry over the Holy Ghost but still don't understand the Bible. I said, why don't they understand the Bible? Easy. Because a carnal mind don't understand my stuff. You, you, you said, hey, I'm going to go buy me a new Bible because I want to get deeper in God. But you didn't repent. So you got the, the, uh, the best study Bible you can find on Amazon. And when got you a Strong's Concordance and a whole set of Matthew Henry commentaries and still sleep around. Because the presence of Rhema doesn't mean it's in you. I'm reading every day. Reading every day does not mean you understand what you read. So then you went out and got the easy to read version. You tried to make the message your study Bible. Because you said, the reason it ain't clicking, because I don't get it. It had nothing to do with your English comprehension. It had everything to do with your soul care. You thought you could get an easier version which actually compromises on the theological premises of the word and somehow get the word in you. So you got the easiest version you can. You got the comic book Bible. <laughs> 72 years old, you got the comic book Bible. Like it still ain't making no sense. It can't make sense because your soul is out of order. So then, those who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and impulses of the carnal nature, cannot please or satisfy God. Watch this. Or be acceptable to him. Come on, because we're going to take communion in a minute. I want y'all, somebody needs to start writing your list. Listen to this. But you are not living the life of the flesh. You are living the life of the spirit. If. That's the key right there. If the Holy Spirit of God really. Come on, Amplified really dwells within you. What's that mean? Directs and controls you. Not come on you on Sunday when your song play. That is not the indwelling. Huh? Because some people, you know, like they got the indwelling. I'm trying to figure out how you come in and out of it so quick. I 
That's why I done told the hospitality team, you go in, don't fan them. Don't fan them, no tissue. If it's real, they fine. If not, they're going to be hurt. They're going to hit their head. They're going to be hurt. And we're going to say, we had nothing to do with it. Because we're going to call 911, medic's going to take you out. You're going to have to answer for that. <laughs> Woo, you're going to have to tell somebody how you jumped backwards over the pew and hit your head on the pew behind you. <laughs> Ooh, that's funny. Anyone, look, anyone who does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He does not belong to Christ, is not a child of God. I mean, you got to go after this Holy Ghost. Who's, who's on either side of the table? Y'all going, going behind me. Take the thing off. Listen to me. Y'all don't pay attention to them. They about to prepare the table. I need y'all to listen to me. I mean, we got to go after the Holy Ghost. Hunger for him. Thirst for him. I mean, want it with all your heart. Since I started this series on the Holy Spirit, Folks start asking me, like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? I just, I, I need him. I need, okay, first thing, repent. Crave. Hunger. Thirst. Get your mind right. Please hear me. The Holy Spirit is not a toy. Something you catch, put on, take off. Talking about I'm going to put my religion on the shelf. A religion you can shelf is one you never had. You can put a denomination on the shelf. That's easy. And then all these woke people talking about, talking about God, God is not in religion. You ain't read the Bible. The Bible says pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. Tell you what real religion is. Help the widows and the orphans. It don't end there. And keep yourself unspotted from the world. So everybody that says the Lord ain't in religion are trying to find a reason to have their spots. I want y'all to think through all the people who say that, then look at their lifestyle. <laughs> their fruit probably says, I'm looking for justification of behaviors that I don't want to get rid of. Because people who are hungry for God have no problem with helping people and being holy. So as we commune today, I want y'all to want it for real. Amen. I want everybody in this room to get in a mindset of gratitude and thanksgiving. A mindset of readiness, worship and prayer.
begin right now to clarify anything in your heart that is not pure. So when you come to this table, you can receive your complete deliverance. I believe that deliverance can take place today. See, sometimes we wait for the altar call. This is the altar. Oh, Ganey, why do you think in many liturgical traditions they come to the table every week? Because the table is the altar. See, we started creating these altar calls you can't find in the Bible. Where you got a bunch of people, you pray and lay hands. Nothing wrong with the laying on of hands. Scripture speaks of that. But let me tell you what a biblical altar call was. Come to the table. I don't, I don't get it. When Jesus set the table before his 12, everything wrong came out at the table. I'm about to give y'all this. I'm about to give you the mic. Listen, at the table, everybody against Jesus, that came out. Everybody that loved Jesus, that came out. Everybody that was going to betray Jesus, that came out. Because the table is a place of truth. Jesus said, before I move one more step forward, further, let me go ahead and get everybody together. I mean, that table was a come to Jesus. This is the altar call. This is your moment. Amen. Amen.